I've once had a conversation with someone who said to me, the idea of freedom doesn't really exist. And the point they were making is that freedom is an illusion. It's, it's, it's a carrot that, that is dangled in front of us to make us believe that we have freedom when we actually don't. And he used this example. He said, if you wanted to go outside, take off all of your clothes and go on a walk, your family would condemn you and probably take you to a mental institution, even though it's a decision you made in your sober mind. The cops would arrest you and the, 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 the public society would also condemn you and treat you like an outcast and call you names and talk about you behind your back. And for that reason, he was making the point that the idea of freedom does not exist. True freedom is being allowed to do whatever you want. And the more I thought about it, the more I landed on the conclusion that that is a very perverted view of um, um, freedom. And, and that's my stance. And, and the reason is, if freedom is doing everything you want to do, um, disregarding the people, the context that you're in and the people around you, then your, your freedom exists without love. It exists only to serve you. And within the month of March, we're focusing on understanding the, 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 the idea of consequence. Why is it important for consequences to exist? Um, and, and if consequences are absent, what are the, the consequences of that, right? And right tonight, tonight, we're looking at it from the perspective of, is there love without consequence? Does love exist without consequence? Can you be in a relationship with a person? Let's say you, a person declares their love to you. Um, they say their vows and they say they'll be with you through thick and thin. And they're willing to go through the toughest of times with you. And you commit a crime while in a relationship with them. Either married or courting or even if it's within the context of friendship. Or maybe your, your mother reports you to the police because you, you committed a crime. Does that mean that your mother does not love you? Take some time to think about that. Does the idea of me exposing you to the consequences of your actions, delivering you uh, to facing the consequences of your actions, does that now mean that uh, I, I don't love you as much as I should? And that's a very, very important thing to consider. And the reason is because um, if, if your mother does not report you, because here's the thing, right? The idea of a, a loved one reporting you for your crime so that you can face consequences for your actions can be interpreted in one of two ways. You can either say this person did it because they love me, because they don't want me um, 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 to not face the consequences of my actions and to not learn from my from from my lessons. Right. Or you can interpret it in the other way because it's a it's a two sided coin. You can also look at it from the perspective that. Anyone who loves me should protect me by all means. They should not even dare think of the idea of reporting me. And this is why this is an important thing to understand, because for you to think that those who love you should not report you and should not uh, hold you accountable for your actions, for your bad actions that, that impact negatively on other people. If you believe that you shouldn't be account held accountable for such actions, then you have a perverted view of the idea of love, right? Of the idea of people that care for you. 
because you believe that love can should exist without consequences. Now, there, there's the idea, and, and of which I think it it's fair for, for one to expect this of any person that, that, that loves them. The fact that a person who loves you has to give you warning. They have to, and depending on what you did and depending on the degree of damage of whatever it is you might have done, and it does take a lot of wisdom to be able to discern when is it the right time to only allow a person to commit a crime once and then you go and report them and make sure that they face their consequences. But the point I'm getting at is this. It, you are you should expect a loved one to give you warnings before they quickly move into exposing you or delivering you to uh, uh um you know at the face of 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 consequences right before a judge or before a, a policeman or delivering you uh, sending you off to or, or reporting you at work um, they should a loved one the the people that are closest to you i believe anyways they owe it to you to first warn you and say listen you stole this thing and i think you should return it and i think from now on you shouldn't steal these kinds of things from people and you should treat people in love and kindness and always try to build people i think you should live the right way and it really reminds me of the scripture where jesus says um you know, when he's asked, how, what should I do if a brother sins against me? Uh, and Jesus says you should forgive him 77 times seven times, right? And then he makes the example also where he says, if a brother sins against you, take him before, um, confront him. That's the first thing you do. You confront him, right? You don't just take him and blast everything in front of people and invite new parties to the situation. So I bring that up to say that those who love you and those with whom you are in an intimate relationship with, they owe it to you to first confront you, right? After they've confronted you and they see that you're not willing to listen, they then escalate the, the matter, but they escalate it, not just going and blasting it in front of the masses. You go steps, right? You go from listening to what the person did confronting them then from there you go to someone else a single person that somehow relates to the two of you obviously this will depend on the context of what happened so the example that jesus uses is that if a brother sins against you confront him if he doesn't listen to you bring someone from the church if he doesn't listen to you bring him before the church if he doesn't listen to the church then actually no no before you bring him to the church you bring more people you know you bring up to five people if that they doesn't listen to you then you bring him before the church if he doesn't listen to you then then you treat him as an infidel so you see there are steps to dealing with p with brothers there are steps to dealing with people the closer the relationship and the more intimate the more the more you you are careful to go through steps before you disown them However, I will also point out the fact that, I mean, there are times when you just need to not tolerate a, a something someone did because it's so disgusting and so severe and so dangerous that you need to just report it immediately. There are certain things you don't cover up, I believe, right? And it's, it's, it's quite obvious. I don't even need to mention them, you know, crimes of murder, crimes of 
bumping someone on the road and then driving off without calling an ambulance. That's a very, very inhumane thing to do. Such people, you do not continue to cover up for them. You call them out on the spot. Um, And there's actually a scripture in the book of Timothy where Paul tells Timothy that you need to not be intimidated by those that are older than you. You need to call them out for their sin where they where they stand. Um, And and, and all of this, right, it's very it's not easy to maneuver. I know that talking about it might make it sound like, of course, if someone is is, is in close proximity to me and they, I'm in an intimate relationship with them, it's either their family or they're my spouse or they're my children. Obviously, I need to, you know, it, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. And I completely acknowledge that. But the one thing that I would like you to take away from this conversation is the fact that there is no love without consequences. There absolutely is no love without consequences. Those who love you, will hold you accountable for your actions, particularly your bad actions, your actions that impact negatively on other people. So, in fact, one of the ways in which you can determine whether someone is worth you investing your time in, in terms of building and working on a relationship with them, one of the best ways in which you can tell is to examine how quickly they hold you accountable. If, if, you know, I, 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 unfortunately, I once knew a person who got married to someone who never questioned them, who never held them accountable to their actions. I mean, I remember this person quit their job and their partner did not say anything negative. This person decided to stay at home, um, decided even convinced their partner to quit their job so that they can go live somewhere remote. Um, a lot of radical decisions and decided to be very antagonistic towards their friends. And and these are things that we really, really need to open our eyes to. If you are marrying someone who is a yes man, then you have a very big problem. If you're surrounded by friends who are yes men, and I know there are people who intentionally surround themselves with yes men, a yes man is a very dangerous person to be to be surrounded by, or yes people, people who always agree with you. And usually that happens if you are surrounded by people who don't measure up to you financially. So in other words, they're wealthier than you, or you have a higher social status than they do, um, you have more money they, than they do, or you are their superior. Those will always be yes men. And if you don't allow people to challenge you, you're in a very dangerous position. Very dangerous position. Being challenged, is it, it's messy and it's uncomfortable. Being told that you're making the wrong decision, it's very messy, it's very uncomfortable, and in my opinion, the best leaders are those who allow themselves to be questioned. But now, it's, 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 it's very easy to understand that someone who is your superior is supposed to hold you accountable. That's a very easy pill to swallow, but it's a harder pill to swallow when you have to acknowledge the fact that your friends need to call you out when you're, when you're doing the wrong thing right? And you want to have friends that are willing to hold an, 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 an intervention when they can see that you're going astray. And that's a very good way to determine the quality of a relationship. Does your spouse hold you accountable when you make bad financial decisions? Does your spouse, um, you know, 
show you kindness while also calling you out for making a, a, a terrible decision, especially when you don't recognize that it's a terrible decision. You know, there are times when you don't need to call people out because you can clearly see that they themselves are wounded by the decisions that they've made. They're wounded, right? There are times when you don't need to call people out because they can see it themselves. They come up front and apologize to you. But there are times when you just need to call people out. There are times when you just need to approach a person and say to them, listen, you know what? And, you, and, and more importantly, you need to allow yourself to be called out. And that's not an easy thing to do, right? And you need to search for the people that will call you out and allow them to be in and allow yourself to be in a relationship with them. Because when you mess up, they will, they will help you correct your way. They will, they will question you. And it might be uncomfortable, but it will definitely produce a better version of you.